This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast, the official podcast, oh, the official coach podcast, pardon me, of the Fan Sided Network. I am your host, Rashad McGinnis, here with my two beautiful co-hosts. Yes, I did call them beautiful. Dustin Adams and Michael Terrazas. How are you guys doing, man? I mean, I'm doing pretty well. I don't know if I'm doing as well as Michael. Uh, Michael was eating some shrimp right before we got on the show, and he was feeling himself, but hey. It's the first game of the season where we're going to get to have a reaction episode where we're not all depressed. Um, I feel like the <laughs> energy is going to be so much higher. Um, we are not 0-4, everybody. Just remember that. We, we're not 0-4. What I'm trying to figure out is what does he mean by before the show? I'm still chowing down on the shrimp during the show. What you talking about? Uh, damn, boy, this shrimp is kicking. Uh but, yeah, shout out Louisiana, Cajun Seafood off Claiborne hey. in New Orleans, man. Let's get it. Let's go. Uh, but real talk, and the only reason why I'm talking so loud is because my mouth is on fire. I'm burning like a motherfucker, so I'm going to be talking a little bit of static today. Uh, look, the Colts came out. They did their thing. Mouth was on fire. Need to drink something. I'm feeling good. Um, happy to be back with my boys. Mike kind of faded out on us. I don't know. He did his best MJ impression. Uh, but, man, I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but the Colts got their first win of the season on the road in Miami. 
the Colts win a thriller 27 to 17. Well, it wasn't really much of a thriller. It was pretty one-sided for most part of the game, but it was great to see the Colts win. Dustin, I'm going to go to you first. What is your thoughts on the Colts' first victory of the season? I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I told you guys it wasn't going to be close. Um, um, I said it on our pregame show. Um, I was I added three points from an earlier prediction I made on another show to 30-17. Could have oh, been exactly I could have been exactly right. Right, right. Mike. I could right, have Mike. been I could have been exactly right. Um, I let my uh, which if Frank would have just kicked the field goal last second, Harbaugh's out here running on the last play of the game, making the Broncos pissed off. Why why can't why can't the Colts just kick a field goal to get my prediction right? Frank, man. I mean, I need, I need more aggressiveness out of Frank Reich officially. Uh, but, I mean, it, it was a game that I thought the Colts should dominate. I feel like they did. Um, I think it was a good time for Colts fans to watch uh, Jacoby Brissett in maybe a, a different light than seeing him in the horseshoe uniform with that different cloud that they had on. Um, Jacoby Brissett, great guy, great locker room presence, leader. Not a good football player. Um, just flat out not a good football player. Um, I, I feel like watching the game, it was just very evident. Um, you, you get pressure on Jacoby in the slightest, and you're, you're golden. Um, and also, his fumble may have been one of the worst quarterback fumbles I've ever seen in my entire life. But it was a turnover nonetheless. Hey, Colts get the win. My prediction may not have been exactly right, but I was definitely closer than you two jokers. Mark Sanchez has entered the chat. But uh, what do you think, Jesus. Mike? What do you think, Mike, about the Colts' first uh, play? Well, after Destin just being downright disrespectful. That's um, a fact. For real. I mean, the guy's in the NFL for a reason. He doesn't suck. Um, look, man, I said it. No excuse why our defense should be beat by Jacoby Brissett. There's no excuse for why we shouldn't be able to get three and outs, uh, stop them from getting points, whatever the case may be. And even though there was a lot of garbage time, uh, yardage and points given up at the end, look, uh, I guess you could say that's expected. The defense, I guess, led up with typical Matty Bruce defense. But um, uh, uh, overall, man, hey, we, we got out of, out of there with the win. It's not uh, not hitting the panic button at all definitely not doing that but it was still good it was a little bit of an ugly win again uh man hey man we won hey man i'm excited i take a win right now i'll take a win over anybody we can play a cfl team or arena team it really doesn't matter to me i'll take the dub i'm excited about it i thought the team played well well overall and really, they handled their business. They beat a team that they were supposed to beat that was missing their starting quarterback. So uh, now we just took advantage of that. Now, question. I want to know where you guys stood. Were you more excited when 0-0-0 was on the clock and the Colts officially had a win on the season? Or were you more excited when Randy Bullock shanked the field goal and the Titans lost to the Jets? Man, dude, I don't give I don't give a shit about the Titans. What the hell? Like, I care about us. What the hell do I need to worry about the Titans for? Look, hey, I'll be on my own. Excited, I was more excited about um, Colts winning. 
Okay, Destin, I know why you were excited because your little trash quarterback, Wilson, finally did something NFL. I understand that part. But look, the Colts won. That's all I cared about that day. Okay, I also watched like five other games, but that's the only game that I cared about. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Rashad, what a uh, in LA, man. Oh, man. Uh, I got a phone call. Uh... Sunday night, it wasn't pretty. Words, words that was being said, and it was all kind of, <laughs> of, of difficult things to express. But um, I'll talk to y'all about that after the show. Uh, we'll get into that. But Dustin, to answer your question, I was more excited about the field goal that the Jets, that the Titans missed, I should say. And the game going into overtime, the Jets not jetting, I thought they was going to do it. I put it in the universe. I said the Jets are going to jet when they blew that lead. And I, I, tried, I tried to jinx the Titans as many times on Twitter <laughs> that I could. Going into overtime, I made a tweet saying, you got to give credit to the Titans winning all these close games. I saw that. I saw that. Needed that one out in the universe. Mm-hmm. Second one goes out. The Jets only get the field goal. I talk about the Titans kicker. I, I make the comment and say, hey, I mean – does he want to shank this for me? He did. The answer was yes. He did want to shank it for me. And I I don't care um, if people want to get upset with me about it. I was 100% more excited. I got louder when Bullock missed that field goal than when the Colts officially won the game. I was excited that the Colts won. Don't oh, get me Jesus. wrong. But I felt like the Colts needed to win that game. The fact that the Titans lost a game they shouldn't have lost, that, that had me going crazy. We're only one game back in the AFC South. Guys – from being 0-3 last week and being two games back on the Titans, having to go against the Dolphins this week, them getting the Jets, it felt like a time where the Colts could easily be three games back in a division possibly. Mm-hmm. Instead, today, that's not the story. We're back only one game. And it's, it's a good time to be a Colts fan. Hopefully it's, a, it's good juju for the future. Yeah, I think the Titans have the Jags coming up next. And after that, their schedule gets much, much tougher. So that that things may break for us, man. Especially uh, coming up, we got a Monday, big Monday night game against Baltimore that we'll talk about later on in the week. But um, Dustin wants to let y'all know about our next segment. And the reason Rashad says that I want to let you know, guys, because <laughs> this next subject, this next topic is the one call technology topic of the day. One call technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has 100 plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications, business phone system installation and services, managed telecom service provider, telecom carrier management, and high-speed internet. Head on over to OneCall's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the Blue Stable sent you. All right, guys. Our next segment, we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball. We're each going to list a pro and a kind, and we're going to start off with the pros. Everybody's going to get their pro, and then we're going to talk about the cons afterwards. Uh, I'm going to start off with you, Michael. Who was your pro offensively from the game Sunday? Man, I know the pro is the shrimp right now. Um, <laughs> okay, so the pro for me, uh, Carson looked better. Be the pro for me, Carson looked better. Um, Play calling hasn't been an issue for us. 
offensive line has been the offensive line. They basically did a better job because they were supposed to do a better job. I think Ryan Kelly possibly had his best game of the season while dealing with this injury. Uh, but other, other than that, Carson looked a lot more healthier, looked a lot more mobile, uh, stood in the pocket, made some throws, still still held on to the ball too long um, on a few plays where I definitely think he had a couple options. But, hey, as long as he was able to make the throws he needed, he, he, looked, he looked better to me. So that, that's definitely the biggest pro on the offensive side of the ball for me. All right, Mike. I mean, Mike, Dustin, what you got? Um, I'm going to go a little bit less obvious of, of one. Not saying Michaels was obvious. Um, the one that I want to say um, would have been going towards, like, the running game being used a lot. Um, but well, Thanks. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks. Well, uh, like I said, I'm not going to use that one. Uh, <laughs> um, the one that I think was a really big positive um, was seeing Chris Reed's performance, um, stepping in for Quentin Nelson, um, showing that even though Quentin Nelson is does did get put on that short-term IR, is out for at least the next two games, including this last one, uh, we were going to see a lot of Chris Reed. Um, already having a backup tackle on the right side, already having Eric Fisher not at 100%. We needed – Chris Reed to be usable. And I think he was even more than usable. I think he was an above average looking guard. Um, he did not look like a guy that should be a depth guard in the league. He looks like a guy who should be starting and that's what we want to see. Um, so I think that's really going to boat well for us going forward. Um, I think his presence helped even develop um, the run game that we might hear um, from somebody next. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Frank Wright. Frank Wright offensively. He called a great game. He mixed the run up with the pass. He, he, people say he abandoned the run game last week. Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries, over 100 yards, even though I don't even think that's enough touches for Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, he got Marlon Mack more involved than usual, got him some touches. Um, I just think the way he called this game was pretty masterful. Carson did some good things at the line of scrimmage as well, rec uh, recognizing blitz and, and, and altering protections in different situations. So I'm going to go with Frank Wright, man. He took a lot of criticism within these last couple of weeks from Coach Nation. Hopefully this gives him they – they back off a little bit, gives him a break, and then, you know, people can see that Frank was never the problem with his offense from the beginning. I, uh, so, Dustin, tell me your first kind offensively. Um, my first con, um, I'm going to go a similar route with the offensive line. I'm going to go both tackles. Um, I mean, Ooh. Davenport, when he had to play, has just been awful the entire season. Um, Eric Fisher, though, the last two weeks has just been pitiful. Um, I understand he's not 100% healthy yet, but, I mean, if he's out there, I'm assuming he's above 50% in their minds right now. And – it's, it's just not look good. It's not look good. I mean, Eric Fisher has now allowed the exact amount of sacks as Julian Davenport this season. Mm. Not as many hurries, not as many just pass rush right. attempts in general, obviously, but he has allowed the same amount of sacks. And he just looks weak. He's getting bullied, um, pushed it back into Carson a lot. Um, I think Pryor looked a lot better than Davenport when he was in the game. They even went back to Davenport at the end of the game, though, and I just didn't understand it. Um, Davenport, so far this year, has just not shown any positives to me. Um, he's had a few good run snaps here and there, but he's not even really been a good run blocker overall. Um, so the tackles in general were a big con. They, they got to get that improved. All right, Mike, 
who do you have as, as the kind on the offense? Uh, well, I'm the one that actually came up with the Eric Fisher thought as well. So I'll take credit for that. Not Dustin. Um, look, <laughs> Eric Fisher has sucked. Okay. Let's be real here. He has absolutely sucked. All right. And I've been saying it is how do we know if Eric Fisher is going to be the guy that comes back and saves the offensive line. We kept saying when all four guys were in there week one, kept saying, oh, man, we need Eric Fisher back. We need Eric Fisher back. Hey, don't don't jump the gun too soon. This guy is coming off an Achilles injury. He needs to restabilize the strength in that calf that he relies on, like we all know a tackle can, just like he relies on his pecs, his back, his arms extension, all that stuff. He relies on that as well. He got absolutely bulldozed by rookie Jalen Phillips, a guy that Destin himself wasn't that high on in the draft season. So he got absolutely bullied. He got thrown around, and he just has not been good. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He, he has sucked. He has definitely sucked. And, hey, look, I mean, he's coming off an Achilles. I'm going to give him a break. You know, he's, he's still sucked so far, but moving forward, let's see how that how that calf strengthens up. Obviously, going to this next game, a pretty stout front that Baltimore has, it's going to be a challenge. But I think for Fisher, I think it's just finding the strength in that calf again, in my opinion. But definitely, Eric Fisher is a con. We already know what Davenport is, but Eric Fisher it was the biggest con that I can find in this offense yesterday. I love how <laughs> five minutes ago, Michael says we can't say Jacoby Brissett sucks because he's in the NFL. And then just use the word suck nine times to describe Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti it. He's been awful. Just You said he sucked at football. I said he has sucked these last two weeks. What, what, what has he sucked at? <laughs> pass block, pass blocking, run blocking. So blocking quarterbacks and... away from the car from Carson Wentz. What, what's his What's what his job to do? What's his job to do in football? Blocking to keep to keep the defender away from the quarterback. Has he sucked at it? He has definitely sucked at. It. So he, he sucked, sucked at, at football. football? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, hey. It's it's okay. It's verbiage, I guess. Verbiage, but uh, oh my just, okay, just had to just had to say it. Dustin, Dustin say really it. held your hand and walked you around the corner right to the alley. <laughs> but my biggest uh, alley and what? <laughs> my if biggest walk to the alley. I'll be whooping his ass right now. That's what be going on. Those Boy, I'm part New Orleans now. I'm part New Orleans now. Those, those no. shrimp are, are whooping your ass right now, Mike. Yeah, so, boy, we from me. Nolan, 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 boy. Oh, mute, mute, Mike. <laughs> so my biggest kind uh, offensively was Naeem Hines. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with the muff punt? Uh, that that could that could have been a big big momentum shift in the game. Could have got us off to a really bad start. Thank God the defense limited them to a field goal. Uh, he only had two carries, six yards. Really wasn't effective at all. Uh, two receptions for five yards. He just he didn't get a chance to make. <clears throat> he didn't get the opportunities as much as he should have. But you know how uh, Frank Reich is. You fumble, you end up in the doghouse. And I'm sure that was a direct result of that fumble he had in the first quarter. Why he didn't touch the ball as much as he did. And it also gave Marlon Mack some reps, who the coach are probably trying to sprinkle in 
up that trade value. You probably get that from a, a late seven to early six, you know. But Naheem Hines is definitely my con, though, if I had to pick somebody in this offense. An offense that, for the most part, played well. But like you said, the tackles is definitely left something to be desired. And um, Naheem Hines is the guy that I'm going to pick skill position-wise. So, all right, let's get to the defense. The defense, Mike, we're going to start with you. What is your pro defensively? And I, I know probably front door where you're going to go with this, but go ahead. Uh, the pro yesterday was that we went up against Jacoby Brissett. That was the pro. Oh, God. Who sucked in football. <laughs> um, look, man, that, that's the pro. Okay, we, we all know who Jacoby Brissett is. All right. He he gets trigger happy sometimes. He gets very hesitant. He holds on to the ball too long. He panics when pressure comes. I mean, he doesn't really try to throw the ball past 10, 15 yards. And we saw a lot of that early on, trying to get Jalen Waddle and Marvin uh Wilson, trying to get these guys, you know, these screens, these patterns, out routes, slants, whatever the case may be. Um that was the pro, you know, you didn't have a legitimate quarterback looking to take your head off in the back end. You didn't have a quarterback that would, that could manipulate those safeties, those linebackers, a guy who couldn't just look off the corner, whatever the case may be. And that's, that's the pro I got to be honest. Uh, you know, I think the same struggles are still relevant today, but going up against probably the worst quarterback you will go up against this season easily I mean, you were able to you were able to beat him, so that's that's the pro to me. Davis Mills has entered the chat. Um, Dustin, uh, oh, is Tyrod Taylor not going to be back by then? I don't know, man. Who knows? We play him next week, right? Well, the week after Baltimore, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Dustin, what do you have as the biggest pro defensively? Give me Kamoku Toure for a five hundred, please. Um, the, I mean, the only reason this isn't a bigger pro, I guess, is because they only gave him, what, 24 snaps? Um, I mean, the, the Dolphins' offensive line is one of, if not the worst offensive line we're going to play this entire season. Um, but Toure, when he was out there, was constantly winning reps, was constantly creating hurries. Probably should have got two sacks instead of the one and a half, but Al-Qadim Muhammad had to sneak his way in there to get his hey, hey that's the sack leader that's hey, sack leader it's, the, about. it's the sack leader he, he wanted to keep that title he wanted to make sure he added some stats there so he jumped in on two sack but two probably should have just got two sacks that's, that's yeah, all i'm gonna say um, he, he basically earned both of those himself um i think he was if you took his rates and his snaps that he got in percentage of reps one i bet he had the highest rep win percentage on the team this last sunday Bleacher Report gave Toure credit for both of them. They took it away from uh, – they took the half sack from uh, Al-Qadim. Sorry, al but I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my biggest pro uh, defensively was a man who made his first start out there at cornerback. I'm going to go with Isaiah Rodgers. Uh, he didn't do anything spectacular, but what he didn't do was allow big plays. And that's something that Rockison has been doing a good job of this season. Never thought I would say that. But Isaiah Rogers, for a guy, didn't shy away from the moment. He actually was out there for, I believe it was over 90% of the snaps. He played 
a solid, solid football game. And anytime Miami did any damage downfield, it was at Xavier Rhodes. More on him later, I'm sure, from somebody. But um, I just was happy to see Isaiah Rodgers in his first start. You know, actually play pretty solid. You know, there was some. There's a couple of times he got beat, lost a rep, but none, nothing that was detrimental to the team. And, and that's all they say when they mean next man up. Just the next guy that could come in and just fill the role, do your part. Don't try to do too much. Just do your job and help the team get a win. And I think that was something Isaiah Rogers did really well. And now people listening are probably saying, "Well, he did get mossed by Devontae Parker." But you also have to remember Rogers body type wise is more of a nickel corner slot corner type um he's just having to play on the outside because injuries right now and I, I agree i think he did play a really solid game um especially overall coverage for the entire day now back to michael's pro they were playing a jacoby Brissett um who wasn't really finding the holes that he was being given constantly throughout the day um yeah. but i think it was a it was a good game overall morale wise for for the young for the young corner I agree, man. So, all right. It comes to bad news. The bad news is here. Uh, what was my biggest con? What was your biggest con defensively, Dustin? I mean, I feel like it's only fitting that I get to be the one that talks about Xavier Rhodes' play so far this year. I knew it. Um, I, I think it's fitting. Um, I was skeptical coming into this year. I was not the biggest fan of bringing him back. I mean, after you watch so many other guys get signed and he ended up coming back on a reduced rate. I understand why they ended up doing it, but I wasn't, I was not a big fan of him being cornerback one this year. Um, I just didn't see a way he was going to replicate last year. And again, I mean, we're going to keep saying it week in week out until he's announced as hundred percent healthy. He's most likely playing a little bit hobbled still, but he's looked awful. I mean, it's not even just physical liabilities where he's looked bad. I mean, mentally, he's been kind of playing like a rookie corner, um, just making some boneheaded mistakes, not even just the pass interferences, but each of them have been obvious pass interferences. Like, these aren't gimmies, like maybe here and there. Each and every one, he makes a boneheaded mistake. And that can't happen as a corner. That can't definitely happen as a veteran corner in the NFL. Um, personally, Rocky has since outplayed Xavier Rhodes so far this year when they've both been healthy playing. Um, I hope Rock um, can continue that when he gets back on the field, however long that wait is. Um, but Xavier Rhodes so far this year just hasn't been good. He's been really bad. And um, if he's cornerback one the rest of the season and he is not able to step up, we're, we're going to struggle against some of the quarterbacks we have on the schedule. All right, Mike, what you have as biggest kind defensively? Huh. What is our biggest con defensively? Probably Isaac Rochelle being on the roster. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. He actually probably, had a solid probably. game Sunday, Michael. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, he, he, when he was on the field, he produced. Get out of here. I'm sorry, white boy. Is your name Michael? I mean, you 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 said um three times in a row. I feel like that was just asking for someone else to talk. <laughs> no, you actually interrupted me when I was when I was talking. Uh, but again, I mean, again, there's just no reason for him to be on this roster. Out snapping, what was it? I think it was Ben Bandagu. It was Ty. No, he didn't out. Yeah, he didn't out snap Taekwon. It was Alkady Muhammad. Taekwon got the most snaps. 
Kamoko, why why did not Kamoko Toure not get more snaps? Is my question. Why why I Isaac shouldn't have even been given snaps. The snaps that you gave to Isaac, give those to, to Kamoko. He was clearly, like Destin said, winning almost every single rep he was out there. Why is Isaac getting reps? It's not like Kamoko needs a breather. He only got 24 snaps. What does he need a breather from? The field? I mean, what, what, what is he, exactly does he need a breather from? There is no reason why Isaac should be taking any kind of snaps from Taekwon Lewis or Kamoko Toure. There's just no reason for it. Kamoko Toure should have taken all those nine snaps. Isaac Rochelle was out there. I, I really don't get the point of that. Uh, especially Kamoko has probably just had the best game he's had, what, in the last – year or so ever since, probably since back the kansas Martin. city game probably since the kansas city game yep. that he, that yep. he heard his so, in my opinion and i feel like why why do you even find a reason to take snaps away from him and give them to a bottom of the roster guy i i don't understand that that concept at all it, it's not necessarily a knock on him but why do you take your hot hand out of the game in place for a bottom of the roster guy. I, I don't understand that part. So that's the only con to me. And, and that's just a coaching decision. That's not even a, it, it cost us the game decision. It's just why is Kamoko Toure not being given more snaps, in my opinion, especially with Quiddy Pay out. I, I just wanted to see a lot more snaps from Quiddy, uh, not Quiddy, Kamoko Toure yesterday. And that's going to lead right into my biggest con. Uh, this defense played really well uh, for the most part. Um, it's kind of hard to just pick a kind after these two probably hit on things that's most important, especially Dustin. But to piggyback off kind of what he said, my biggest kind was Matt Eberflus. Um We got better against the run. We got back to what we was doing all season last year. But last yesterday still showed that when teams want to go down the field on us and attack down the field, it's still available, man. It's still there. Like, we couldn't do anything once. Miami decided, okay, you know what? I'm just going to line Devontae Parker up and send him down the field and just throw it up to him. Uh, we was not making plays on the ball, man. He went up and caught a pass on Xavier Rose. Well, Xavier Rose passed interference him, and, and he still caught it. You know, he caught another one that he ended up being out of bounds when he caught it. But just like the show that we're not making any type of plays on the ball, we're not in position. Well, actually in position, but we're not making ball winning plays, you know. So I've seen the same thing happen to Isaiah Rogers, even though he had a solid game. That probably was the one bad rep he had Sunday. Um, we just have to do better, man, when people are attacking us downfield. Uh, the safeties had a pretty quiet day for the most part. Sendeo played well, especially in a box, mostly. But as far as defending the pass downfield, the few times Miami did try it, they had success. Luckily for us, they didn't try it until the end of the game. You know, those last two drives was pretty much horrific um, with Miami scoring touchdowns on them. I know some people say they're garbage touchdowns, but it, it still happened. And, and I know a lot of people may run to the defense we was in prevent. I, I haven't seen the film yet, so I haven't rewatched the game to see exactly what we was running. But it, it, something has to be done about that. I mean, that's, well, look, I mean, that's, when it comes to the defense, I mean, the reason why it was a quiet game from the safeties is because the safeties weren't challenged all game. I mean, that's why, that's why it was a quiet game from the safeties. I think 
for as limited as Jacoby Brissett challenged the safeties, Adrian Sandejo had a had a nice game. Uh, didn't too didn't do too much spectacular stuff, but I, I agree with you, Rashad. I agree with you. The the deep shot is gonna be there. Uh, not making plays on the ball, I would put on both Matt Eberflus and possibly James Rowe, the cornerback coach. I would probably put that on 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 both of those guys. Um, as much as I love James Rowe, I would like to see a little bit more uh, ball skills from from these corners because mm-hmm. I I gotta imagine the offenses we're gonna face, the big receivers we're about to face, those jump balls are gonna be there, and we have to prepare for those. I mean. Hey, we might face a couple th- th- this coming Monday. So I-, I agree with you there, man. The defense is still a problem, in my opinion. This th- this has been happening the last couple of years. We face mediocre quarterbacks. We look great. And then when we face good quarterbacks, we get completely annihilated. So, again, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Rashad. I mean, I think the thing that worried me the most is there are people watching – that fourth quarter, um, that first touchdown possession by the Dolphins, um, the Colts were currently up 20 to three. Um, they end up going down the field pretty fast um, after the first touchdown drive. But, um, and Colts fans and people watching were saying, well, the Dolphins are scoring because the Colts are already playing that prevent type defense. There was 12 minutes on the clock when that drive started. Um, they score that touchdown um, at the 10 minute 48 second mark. Um, 10 minute 40 second mark. I apologize. That's a two score game now. And so, first and foremost, we're not playing prevent style defense. It's just the fact that they were giving that many holes the entire game. That, that, like, right. that they, the holes were there. If you go back and just watch the film, um, if you have Game Pass officially, um, congrats to everyone with Game Pass. The All-22 is officially available um, after what's felt like five years um, of waiting um, in the two-month hiatus it's been. It's finally available for us who have it. I mean, I've been paying for nothing, basically. But, uh, you know, NFL, thank you. Um, But we were not playing prevent defense. They were just giving them the open field with 10 minutes left and made it a 10 point game. Now the offense went back down the field quickly made it a 17 point game. Um, the second touchdown where they got down really fast with like four minutes left, that one, you might be able to sell me on a little bit more passive defensive play. The game is kind of in flux over slash that, but that first touchdown is inexcusable. Um, the defense was just awful. They looked like they were gassed and they weren't a team that was on the field that often. The Dolphins' offense wasn't moving the ball, um, and the defense looked gassed. That can't happen. Um, I don't know if it's all on Eberflus. I mean, there's been a lot of execution problems um, this year from the linebacking core. The safeties both um, have struggled. The corners, I mean, I knew that was going to be a struggle coming into the year, but they've struggled. Very lackluster pass rush. The defense has to get some stuff together because you're not getting to play Jacoby Brissett the other 13 games this season. Um, you're you're going to have some other quarterbacks on the roster. You have Lamar Jackson next week. Yeah, and um, so well, Lamar doesn't throw the ball, so we're good. <laughs> All right, man. For our last segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk about one player who shines and another player who has to improve. Uh, Mike, I'm gonna let you lead off with who shine. What player in particular in this game shine to you? 
Well, I'm going to go with the guy I predicted to lead us in touchdown passes the season, and I'm going to go with Mo Ali Cox. It's about damn time we went to him in the red zone. It's about damn time he's getting snaps in the red zone. It's about damn time. Regardless if Carson Wentz refuses, absolutely refuses to hit Michael Pittman in the end zone, he's going to go to Mo Ali Cox. And, hey, I, I like the attitude. I like the swag of showing off how small the corner is for Mo Ali Cox. I liked it. I loved every single bit of it. Hell, I'm even shocked that he didn't get a, one of those whack-ass taunting penalties. I'm, I'm actually pretty happy about that. So I am just excited to see him have the day that he did. I'm excited to see the production he had and that I got to go there. Hey, Dustin, is it raining outside? Did, did Michael just give credit to Mo Alley? Okay. All right, Dustin, who do you have as your player that shine? You know? Um, I mean, I've said a couple already today. Mm-hmm. Um, the two that definitely, in my opinion, shine the most, I've said both Chris Reed and Kamoku Toure. The one I'm going to highlight the most is going to be Chris Reed, just because I feel like he got the snaps to be able to show it the entire day. Um, Chris Reed, to me, showed all game that he is going to be able to play at a solid level. Um, for however long Quentin Nelson's gone. Quentin Nelson might be the best player on this offensive line. Don't get me wrong. He is, is the best guard in football. But because of the tackle situation and even Pinter at center just being a little undersized um, for the offensive line play right now, I think Quentin Nelson um, slash Glowinski, the guard position in general right now, is going to be the easiest plug and fix on this offensive line. Chris Reed is showing that. Um, I think it's not going to affect the run game as much as we thought with Quentin Nelson being down, which is a huge positive for us. Um, Chris Reed just had a really good day, guys. It was a really good day. I just had to say it again um, and give my guy some credit. Loved the signing when it happened after I watched some tape um, on him. But super excited to let, let him get a little bit more snaps under his belt. And, hey, who knows? Maybe uh, Chris Reed earns a starting job next year, whether it's a Colt or elsewhere. Well, I'm going to go with one of the guys that benefited the most off Chris Reed's wonderful blocking ability, and that's Jonathan Taylor, man. He's a stud. Uh, he pretty much solidified everything people was hearing in camp, and, and I know he got off to a slow start, which is the same thing he did last year, if you guys remember. After he had the big 100-yard game in Minnesota in week two, he really struggled from week three on until he hit his stride toward middle end of the season last year. Uh, John Tatella, 16 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown run was a gaping hole that that Chris Reed opened up, him and um, Ryan Kelly. And he had a really solid game. He looks explosive. He looks decisive. You know, he's making his mind up. I see a couple of things he can do better, like on those screenplays. I thought he could have popped one of those screens for a bigger game, but he just didn't follow. He, he bounced it to the outside, which when cutting back inside probably would have been a better – read there. But other than that, man, Jonathan Taylor is simply phenomenal. Uh, I love his game, and I think he's going to be one of the best backs in the league for a long time. Jonathan Taylor was my guy. Okay, who needs to improve? Uh, Dustin. I am not going to go Xavier Roach um, because I've already said it. He needs to improve. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the time to say – a bigger name, um, and that's Darius Leonard. 
Uh, Darius Leonard needs to be better overall. I mean, this isn't even just talking about this last game. Um, this this season, I mean, he again playing slightly hobbled. He's been able to make those game changing plays still. But, I mean, in coverage, he, he struggled this year. He's taken some terrible angles. I still need to watch the all-22 back on that touchdown throw um, because it, when you watch the play, it looks like Darius is trying to pass off in coverage. Um, he, he looks like he's thinking someone else has that area, but there's no one over there. Um, so even if that was a call and someone else makes that mistake, Darius Leonard has that C on his chest for a reason. Um, he needs to know what's going on over there. He needs to be able to look over, see someone's out of position and step up there um, because you cannot allow wide open touchdowns like that. And I want to say that was on fourth down. <laughs> that, that throw yeah. was fourth and goal. You get to stop there. That's ball game, basically. Um, you're up three scores and being able to get the ball back there is taking momentum out of an already struggling offense. Darius has to be better um, for this defense to be better. He is that vocal leader. Um, he is the highest paid linebacker in football. Um, I, I think he knows he needs to be better. So he's got to step up for this defense to improve. Um, Darius Leonard. That was, a, that was a call to you, man. Definitely. Because on that play, like Dustin said, it was a four down. Jacoby rolled to his right. He panicked because nothing was there. And he literally looked back to the left. And, and saw a man wide open, and that's inexcusable. Mike, who do you got? Who needs to improve, man, on this team? Uh, man, man, there, there could be a couple of ways, but I'm going to go – well, y'all might not agree with this, but I'll, I'll go with Carson. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Carson because I think, I think if he wasn't so hesitant with the football – and he just made a decision right there in the moment and hit the open guy, I feel like this offense's potential would be a lot better. The potential of this offense, the explosive plays, the movement of the ball downfield would be so much better. Yesterday was good. Don't get me wrong. But I think it could be even better if he just wasn't holding on to the football too long. He just, he just does, man. I've gone – Back and I've watched these games. I'm like, Pittman's open, Campbell's open, Doyle's open, Taylor's open, Hines is open multiple times. And he just doesn't throw it. He holds on to it too long, probably looking for the too big play. But I feel like if he just, you know, stuck to his guns, took absolutely took everything that the defense is giving him, I feel like this offense would be moving at such a better, better, better pace than what it already has. And it actually, it's actually been moving at a good time. So um, moving at a good pace, rather, my, my bad. Uh, but I think if he can do that, I feel like the offense is only just going to get better and better, in my opinion. So if the offense is getting better and better, giving, given how limited, how average the defense has been so far, it's only going to increase our chances in winning games on this tough schedule. I am going to push back a little bit. Um, I mean, I think Carson can be better. I agree. There are places he, he needs to improve. I don't know if holding on to the ball too long has been an issue I've had. I think he has made the wrong read a few times each game. Tennessee's was the worst um, where he needs to make a better throw. But going into this last game, even after Tennessee, 
Carson had the lowest sack caused percentage among any quarterback in the league so far. Um, now, maybe um, when I go back and watch um, this Dolphins game, he had a large amount of them. Um, I believe he was sacked two times in, against Miami. Um, so maybe I'll watch. Um, there's no way the Eric Fisher one will be on Carson. No. Um, no. Just, so maybe that other one gets added to that number. I'll have to go watch. But personally, currently, when I've watched and what stats are saying, Carson is not holding on to the ball too long. I'm going to go with uh, – it's a couple of people. Could have went with Eric Fisher. Definitely needs to be better. But I know his is more help-related. And I think this person I'm going to choose – one may be health related because he did rush to come back. And I'm going to go with Xavier Rose. Uh, Xavier Rose, you got to be better. You're our number one cornerback. And listen, I know y'all going to get confused out there. Say Kenny Moore is our number one cornerback. Yes, Kenny Moore is our best cornerback. But he's the slot cornerback. I'm talking about our number one outside cornerback, the guy that gets matched up with some of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I know we don't run man, so I know you guys are thinking – well, he's not shadowing, number one. No, he's not. But still, he's lined up in one-on-one situations often in those zones, and he needs to be better. He needs to play similar to the level he played at last year. Uh, shout out to Dustin because Dustin did call it. He said he just didn't see Xavier Rose duplicating what he did last season, and regression was certainly a possibility. And it looks that way so far. I don't know if he's completely healthy. I know he was uh, dinged up, didn't play in the first game. But – he needs to play better, point blank, period. Uh, a lot of people are injured on this team, and, and they're not getting cut any slack. And Xavier Rhodes, if you suit up and play on Sundays, you're getting held to that same expectation. So we need you to play much better this season. And that's just it, man. That's the bottom line. Uh, so, guys- so real quick, real quick, Rashad, real quick. Okay. Going back to that Carson thing, because I wanted you to get your point across. Um Okay, so when I said he holds on to the ball too long, never did I say – he's getting sacked because he's holding on to the ball too long. Never did I even think the offensive line is just not playing good. He's getting sacked because the offensive line is not good. That's why he's getting sacked. I think two sacks so far have been because he's held on to the ball too long. I think just only two of them. What I mean when I say he holds on to the ball too long, he misses the easy read that can gain eight, seven, eight yards on a first second down. Instead, he tries to hit someone who is like not even open yet and tries to go for 30 yards, tries to go for 15, 20 yards. That's what I mean. Instead of facing these third and longs that we've been facing, these second and longs we've been facing, I think if he just takes what the defense gives him, we would this offense would hum so much easier and so much quicker. I, I, I'm not sure if that got misconstrued or anything, and Destin is wrong. Right. The all of the sacks have been because, I mean, he just hasn't had any time to get rid of the ball on some of these plays. So Destin's right on the point he made. But I'm saying just to get this offense at a better pace than what it's been. I think he can be better in that department. I think I think we agree then, um, because my point was that I think where he has struggled at times is making that wrong read. Um and I think some of it might just be that they're trying to – I mean, we saw a little bit in the second half of the Dolphins game. I mean, they're trying to unload the chunk plays. They're, they're trying to put add those into the playbook. They're trying to get those more in there. Um, but you can't do that 
every play in the NFL. You have to take what the defense is giving you at times. In the first half, a lot of the time, you need to be able to take those chunk plays, get down the field when you need to, and make some noise early. Because if you get a lead early in the NFL, a lot of things roll your way. Um, just things fall. So I, I do agree with what Michael's saying. I, I think there, there may have just been a little bit of mis- misunderstanding when you first when you first said it. But it was a great point to make, though, on your side. It was a great point to make. Um, and, and that's what I think uh, we sacrificed a little when we went from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz. Uh, we gave up the, the high completion percentage, uh, the quick reads to getting the ball out fast because we wanted to be more of a big play offense. And that's what Carson Wentz gives you uh, in his game. Yes, he's less efficient than Phillip Rivers, but he gives you a higher ceiling because he can make a lot of throws that Phillip Rivers wouldn't even think twice about making. So that's kind of what you sacrificed in it. So that, you know, you give and take a little bit. What we gave up mentally with Philip, we gained a little bit physically with Carson. So, that, well, guys, that's going to wrap us up this week. Well, not this week, because we'll be back with a preview episode. Coach will be in primetime action on Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. We have a special preview episode coming up we have a guest coming on uh michael did you want to make that announcement or yeah uh for those of you that have followed destin and i for like the last year when we were on the other network if you remember that preview of last year's cold uh ravens game destin you remember that was a very fun episode with, with dave steinwell that was a fun episode rashad was not with us then but i am expecting i was talking to him earlier today too man expect fireworks on that show trust me as long as he doesn't try to pitch to us this year that tj watt is a linebacker um i'll I'll be i'll I'll be all right but yeah super excited to have uh, dave come back on him and he he was a lot of fun to talk last year uh he got the best of us last year when the ravens um gave us that loss on the schedule but hopefully it's a little bit different this year um, thank you all again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast, the official coach podcast of the Fan Sided Network. Good night. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.